As summer approaches, you begin to think about your bikini body. Now, Lord knows, you don't want to succumb to the ridiculous media messages about how you have to get ready to show your body when you go to the beach. But sometimes, you can't help but fall victim to that kind of thinking. Like millions of other women, you often think about little things you'd like to change about your body, and it's something you deal with privately. It has absolutely no effect on your friendships. Or does it? Today, I'm sharing with you an interview with Jess Connolly, an author, speaker, coach, and pastor, and someone I have admired for a few years now after reading her book, You Are the Girl for the Job. And y'all, I honestly still can't believe I got the chance to speak with her. Her latest book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, helps you to rethink everything you have been taught about your body from today's cultural messages and helps you to truly believe that you are God's workmanship, helping you to experience restoration where there has been injury. But today, she's going to share a bit about how our secret private thoughts and struggles with body image may be impacting our friendships. And she even offers a few tangible things you can do to become more cognizant. I know that for me personally, this brought up a lot of stuff, and I hope that it does the same for you. I ask that as always, you pay special attention to the weekly homework assigned at the end of the episode to understand actionable ways that you can apply what you learn from this episode. All right. Let's do it. This is Friend Forward, the podcast. And if you're having girl problems, I got you. I'm your host, Danielle Byer Jackson, a friendship coach, speaker, and author. And when it comes to the joys, complexities, and misconceptions surrounding female friendship, I am here to help you through it. For me, my earliest memory, I mean, my absolute earliest memory in my life is feeling kind of other in my body. I think specifically, I felt too big at that time. But throughout my life, I've just always felt a little bit other, a little bit like it's a little bit off, like there's something a little bit different about my face or a little bit different about my body or a little bit different about my health and the way that my body functions. And I learned really quickly to feel shame about that, that all of culture was telling me, this is bad, this is wrong, and this is a deficit. This is something that makes you less than. And unfortunately, you know, I'm so grateful that it's it's becoming very normalized and very healthy to talk about how we feel about body image. But we're working against decades and generations and really centuries of women being told to feel shame about their bodies, being told to feel shame when they're not culturally appropriate, being told to feel shame about taking up space, being told to feel shame about about when their bodies don't work. So we spend a lot of time in the book talking about that for women who struggle with infertility or just sickness or illness. And yeah, those are absolutely my earliest memories. But I can say that when I really got serious about seven or eight years ago about thinking like there has to be something better here. I can't, I can't live the rest of my life here. There just absolutely is freedom from body shame. I absolutely believe it. And now I've seen it hit the lives of thousands of women. And so it's interesting talking about the the intersection of friendship and body, body shame specifically and body freedom because it is a teeming cesspool of either toxicity or help for many of us, our friendships. So it's it's really important. Yeah, yeah. You know, you mentioned, you know, these maybe these messages we get or the comparison game. I think a lot of times when we talk about, you know, 
early messages we're getting about our bodies, we do tend to default point to movies and TV and magazines, but sometimes it's happening right in our most inner circles from women who love us, who are maybe making comments or trying to be helpful. What are some of the ways that you've seen either through like your coaching or experiences women share with you about messages they're getting about their bodies and how it should look and how it should function from friends who may unintentionally be, be sharing things that are detrimental? Yeah. Well, it's funny. I was thinking the other day, I have I saw this like internet graphic and it was it was another person who was talking about friendship. It was not you because um, I don't think you would have said this, <laughs> but it was like one of those graphics that was like, here's all the things that we should tell our friends. And one of them said, your anxiety does not affect me at all. And that was meant to be this safe statement of like, you, you, your anxiety is safe with me. It doesn't, you, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't impact me. And I thought that's such a sweet sentiment. It's a lie. It's a lie. If I love my friends. And if I love them and they are struggling with anxiety or depression or shame or trauma, it affects me. It affects me. I do not want them to carry any extra responsibility about that. But I would be crazy to say that I'm just so tough and that I don't need people in a way that when when they're going through some kind of hardship, that it wouldn't rub off on me or that it wouldn't impact me or that it wouldn't move me. To me, that's not even good friendship. Like I want a friend who's like, you're in a pit. I'm, I'm going to get in the pit with you, <laughs> you know? So likewise with body image issues, I would just say at a most cellular basic level, we want to think that insecurity or feeling not good about our bodies is this victimless crime, that it really only impacts us. But Mm. the truth is a lot of the messages we're receiving about our bodies are rooted in the fact that our friends are talking negatively about their bodies. And so we're, we're hearing it and we're kind of subconsciously deducing If you believe that about you, then what do you believe about me? If you believe that about you and I think you look beautiful, or if you would say that about you, what would you say about me? What's expected of us? What's needed of us? What is the purpose of our bodies? We're we're kind of subconsciously making all of these decisions about the point of our bodies, the goal of our bodies, the expectations about our bodies, and whether or not that makes us a good friend. We're subconsciously processing all of that. And a lot of it just starts with how we as friends talk about our bodies in front of one another. I hope and pray, and I have a strong feeling that the women who listen to your podcast and sit under your leadership are not sitting and negatively talking about other people's bodies. That's just, we're, we're like, at, we're better. You know what I'm saying? God's grown us. We're like, we're past that. We're not sitting and nitpicking other women's bodies. Now, for the love, if you are, stop. <laughs> I don't. If your friend group is getting margaritas and picking on somebody else's thighs, cut that out. We don't have time for that. It's 2022. <laughs> but you're probably, probably, if anything, you're talking about your thighs or you're talking about your skin or your hair, or when you're going to get your baby body back after baby body back. And I would just say there is so much power in in asking, how is this impacting the women around me? You don't have to. You have the freedom to say whatever you want to say about your own body. But it's such an incredible friend move to pause and say, how's this impacting the women that I love? 
Yeah, God, it's so, I mean, it's powerful to hear you kind of make that connection because I guess so much or so often in friendship, we see our stuff as our stuff and your stuff as your stuff. And then we come together as friends and not making the connection between what, like you said, what I'm struggling with is going to rub off on you. Or if you love me, then by extension, my stuff will impact you. Um, So it's kind of crazy to see how much of our stuff we bring to the table and how it helps to kind of shift the friendship itself. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Gosh, okay. So tell me about how you've noticed how the ways we look at our bodies or feel in our bodies negatively might impact the way that we show up in friendship. You know, uh, currently I'm, I'm writing my first big girl book about friendship and, mm-hmm. and we're talking about some of the, the conflicts that we see among women. And one of them is when you have the friend who has lower self-esteem and we all kind of grapple with that to an extent but the kind that's very loud and verbal and and she's you know got this self of uh, degradation going on and the you know the jokes she's joking about herself and things like that and a lot of times you know a lot of that negative talk centers around the body and so when we mm-hmm. have a friend who's very loudly struggling with that what would be some of your kind of do's and don'ts about how to relate to her encourage mm-hmm. her when we have a friend who this is a, a big stronghold Yeah. Well, I would say like first for that friend, because I've been that friend and I think so many of us have been that friend in different seasons. I have so much empathy and I have so much compassion to just say, you didn't, you didn't choose to have this fight. You did it. You didn't do something wrong to make yourself like rest, really wrestle with this insecurity. That being said, it is very hard to continually show up and be a there you are friend, to be the kind of friend that's like, there you are. Oh my gosh, hold on. I'm thinking about you. I, I want to hear about you. I want to I want to pay attention to you. Even when you're feeling insecure, finding myself as a mom of teens has been really interesting, has had a really interesting impact on my friendships. I have a lot of thoughts about how younger years of motherhood are so so much more well-suited to making friends. I can't get over it. Mm. Um, because like, I don't know, your kids are like your dog. That's <laughs> a horrible thing to say, but let me Sally, say it I like know exactly what you mean. I know, you know exactly what I'm what saying. Going. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like when I got a dog, I was like, I'm going to meet so many neighbors because everybody wanted to talk about my dog. And that's how my kids are. When you have a three-year-old, they're like, what age are they? What are they up to? Maybe we could get together sometime. When you have like a 15-year-old boy, the conversations are very different, you know? And when you're trying to make, you know, a, a best friend situation with the the mother of the girl who dates your 15-year-old boy, we're talking really, it's not like my kid bet your kid at a play date anymore. You know what I'm saying? This mm-hmm. is like, we got a lot of serious things to talk about. It's just really, really, really interesting. And I will also say this last thing about this interesting season of friendship is that my kids take up a lot of my emotional energy, mm. whereas they didn't when they were little. I wasn't having intelligent conversations with them. I needed girls' nights out. Now I find myself trying to go to a girls' night out, but I'm like, I've been having a two-hour existential conversation with my 14-year-old about like the state of sexism in the US. And so I'm like, Mm. I don't really know that I'm up for a margarita anymore. I appreciate you I, talking about the seasons and how they, you know, especially as I, you know, I've got little ones. So, you know, I mm-hmm. hear people talk about, oh, you know how you can have these conversations with your teenagers. And I'm like, oh God, I, I haven't even thought about like, oh, he's going to be like a person, like a person, a, a full person. person I can talk to, you know, um, a whole person. so that is really interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's interesting to hear just kind of, you know, about your friendship seasons and, and, and your insights on how something that seems like such a personal private secret issue is something that actually has a very 
active role and influence in how we relate with other people and we don't make that connection. So it's so helpful to hear you kind of connect those dots. Yeah. You know, I have, I've talked to you on my podcast and Mm -hmm. I've, I've DM'd you like Mm -hmm. desperately about friend breakups. But I mean, that's an, that's also a really interesting sphere when you start talking about friend breakups where you both have maybe platforms or you've been known to be friends here. That's been like a really interesting part of my friend life. How do we navigate not only like not being friends anymore, not being as close to friends anymore, our relationship changing, but also involving now um, more people in that and and letting people see that. It's been really interesting and really, I'm like, this is something I never saw coming, like literally getting DMs every week. I would say at this point, I get a DM every week that's like, hey, are you not friends with so-and-so anymore? And it's not always one person. Mm. Um, And sometimes it's somebody that I'm super still friends with, but they don't see me going to coffee dates with them, et cetera. I have a million thoughts about the role of the internet in friendships. And again, interestingly so from a from a leadership perspective in my early years of church planting and leading this church, I would all the time be like at a coffee date, like me and my friend here, here, you know, we're on the stories or like we're going on a walk. This is so fun. And really quickly, I had to set a social media boundary for my life that was, I will not put anything on social media where everyone is not invited because I would be at my husband's birthday party and I would get a DM from someone in our church saying like, it's hurtful I wasn't invited. And I'd be like, oh man, okay, this is really interesting. This is new to navigate. So that's a really interesting um, you know, dynamic too about being women who live online and like thinking about, because everybody lives online now. Like everybody, mm-hmm. we all we all live our, our online. And our like if you didn't post about your vacation on online, did it even happen? Did know? it happen? Yeah. Did it even happen? I've never been as proud of myself as when I did go on vacation and didn't post about it. Um, and I had friends be like, where are the Mexico pics? And I'd be like, in my phone. They are in my phone. They are not for public consumption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's good. You know, but so all that being said, everybody kind of has to consider that now of like, okay, how is this going to make other people feel? Is that something that matters to me? It's all so interesting. Yeah, God, I'm, well, let me get my pencil because you just gave a bunch of great ideas for upcoming episodes. That's wonderful. (laughs) Social media and friendship, friendship breakups is so so powerful. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's good stuff. And, you know, I, I appreciate you coming on to kind of like lend these insights to share a little bit more about, about you yourself, this season that you're in. And, and for those of us who maybe aren't in leadership or are new to leadership or new to motherhood, even to hear your personal insights about what you're going through and and to see something to kind of look forward to, like, Oh, I'll keep that in mind as I grow, um, is really helpful. Well, I appreciate you. Let us know where we can follow along. Well, first of all, I know women are are clamoring right now to get the book online. They're multitasking. They're listening. They're looking it up online. <laughs> they're going to Target. But where can they 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 find more of your insights and follow along with what you've got going on? Yeah, I'm Jess A. Connolly on Instagram and Facebook. I also have a Twitter, but I don't I don't play there. I don't play there. It's not <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> I'm not, I don't think I'm opinionated enough, or maybe I'm just too scared. Um, so Facebook and Instagram, Jess A. Connolly. I'm jessconnolly.com is where you can find all my books, information about speaking, etc. And I also run Go and Tell Gals, which is a community that equips and encourages women to use their gifts. So if you are ever looking for coaching specifically in speaking, writing, etc., any of those things, that's what we do over there. And we are so grateful when we can help women. So All right, ladies, as your new official friendship coach, here's your homework. Listen closely. 
reflect on bad body image habits that you might have and how they could be infiltrating your friendships. For example, when you're together with your friends, do you emphasize your need to go on a diet in front of them? Do you trade secrets for slimming down? Do you say things about hating your thighs or make self-deprecating jokes about your weight? Do you point to celebrities and talk about how their body goals? Do you brag about running your body into the ground over the weekend instead of resting? How are your personal detrimental body ideals permeating your relationships with other women? And how might this be steadily damaging yourself, your friend's sense of self, and your friendships overall? Just something to think about. If you want to share your experience in this reflection, come follow me on Instagram at friendforward or visit us at betterfemalefriendships.com. Either way, I'll be right here rooting for you on your ongoing journey toward better female friendships. Until next time.